Hi, my name's Jason. I'm the senior pastor at Chilton Church. We hope all our messages will help you connect more fully with God's love, grow as his follower, and share his hope with those around you. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, A special welcome to everybody who is tuning in perhaps at this point. If you missed any of the beginning of our stream, my name is Jason. I'm the pastor here at Chilton Church, and it is lovely to be able to welcome you and to say Happy Easter. And we do trust that this is going to be a joyful Easter time. For those of you who are part of the Chilton Church family, uh, we want to say we love you and we miss you and we wish that we were able to celebrate this time in person with you. That would be so much better for us. We can't wait for the opportunity to be able to be together again and to be able to worship together and connect together and to do ministry together. And so we do say we miss you. To everyone that is perhaps joining uh, from other parts of the country or perhaps other parts of the world, a special welcome to you. And we do trust that this time and this moment is going to be inspiring and faith encouraging for you. And so it's lovely to have you with us. We know that as we've been journeying uh, in this Easter season up until this point, that this has been an incredibly challenging and difficult time. I know of many people now within the church who have lost people that they love in this time. I think one of the most challenging things about that is not then being able to be with your extended family, to be able to grieve and to process that loss as we normally would. I know that there are people who are facing significant financial challenge because of this season. I know that there are people who are facing isolation, anxiety as a result of of not being able to be with other people. And, And the circumstances of our life have been so challenged and changed in every way in this time. And so the idea of saying to one another, happy Easter can feel a little bit out of place. But I do think It really is in these times when we're reminded of those things that are most important, life and friendship, community, freedom, forgiveness, love, connection. As we remember these things, that the significance and the joy of Easter is most powerfully seen. You know, if the angels' words are true, We believe they are. Matthew 28, verse 10. As the angel speaks, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified, but he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see. If that is true, as we believe it is, then life takes on a totally different perspective. You know, if Jesus had died and stayed dead, what would we have had? We would have perhaps had the the wise words of a teacher that perhaps was able to bring a measure of moral guidance to us as people today. 
but really it wouldn't be worth much at all. Lots of people have said wise things and lots of people have died for meaningful causes. But if he is alive and if it's true that he rose from the dead and conquered death, then that means that he is with us and can be with us and that we can be with him, that we can know him, have a relationship with him. We can feel his presence with us and experience his love as he fills us with his love by the Holy Spirit today in our lives and forever we can have relationship with God. And that completely changes everything. It means we have a hope that will defeat forever suffering, injustice, fear, death, pain, and loss. And that is something worth celebrating at this time particularly. And so I want to read to you a short passage out of Mark's gospel as we've been journeying in Mark's gospel uh, through the course of the year. And so if you have Bibles with you and you'd like to open those up, uh, we're going to be in Mark chapter 16. There will be scriptures on the screen for those of you who don't have Bibles with you. I'm also going to read a little bit out of Luke and a little bit out of Matthew. And as I do that, I want to show us how a belief in the resurrection of Jesus is, first of all, a credible belief. And then most importantly, I want to show us why it's so significant for us today and for our lives. And so won't you join with me as I pray for us and ask for the Holy Spirit to come and illuminate his word for us, that he would speak to us, that as much as you see me and hear me, you would be hearing God speak into your heart, that this would be a moment that changes us and transforms us and inspires faith and courage and boldness in us, because God is alive and he's here to meet with us. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you. I thank you that we can come to you on this day because of Jesus and what he's done for us. That his death, burial, resurrection, ascension into heaven, now at the right hand of the Father, full of authority and power. That it's because of Jesus that we can come and directly relate to you. And so I pray now in the name of Jesus that Holy Spirit, you would help me to speak your words in your way and that you would help us to listen to what you were saying, that we might be changed and transformed and strengthened. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, Mark chapter 16, uh, reading from verse 1, says this. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. Remember, Jesus' body is now lying in the tomb after his trial and beatings and torture and crucifixion. He has been dead since Friday. 
We know that he died upon the cross. We know from John chapter 19 uh, that the soldier who was there uh, reached up with his spear and pierced his side, probably rupturing the sack around Jesus' heart. As a result of that, there was a flow of blood and water as they witnessed it, a sign that Jesus had been dead for some time already upon the cross. And so they come now to the tomb ready to anoint his body. Very early in the morning, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? I love that little detail. It's as if they're off and they're going and they suddenly realize, oh no, how are we going to get in? Verse four says this, but when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed or afraid. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And this phrase, just as he told you, becomes so important because we see the things that Jesus has said have come to pass. They have been proved true, even what he has said about his death and his resurrection. Verse 8 Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This word afraid is literally filled with a sense of awe and amazement and reverence. The women are astonished, both at their engagement with the angel. That was a fearful and awe-inspiring experience, but also at the power of God. They'd witnessed the way that Jesus had died. They'd seen the beatings and the crucifixion. They knew he'd been dead since Friday. And yet now they see the first glimmer of evidence that he is risen and that he is alive. All the Gospels tell this awe-inspiring account of Jesus' resurrection. What follows on from this is also important. And so I'd like to read now from Luke chapter 24 and then from Matthew chapter 28. Luke chapter 24 says this. It's Jesus as he's now meeting with his disciples. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. 
And so now we get the picture of Jesus, the risen Jesus, meeting with his disciples. And the disciples now coming into a richer and fuller understanding of all Jesus' words and also the scriptures about him. We see again the the promise of the Holy Spirit who's going to be poured out upon the disciples, poured out upon the church, poured out into our lives as we choose to trust in him. And this introduction to the purpose of the church, to continue the ministry of Jesus from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth till everybody has had the opportunity to hear the good news that Jesus is alive. Matthew 28 tells a similar story. Again, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go in my authority is what he's saying there. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This amazing instruction. Jesus tells the disciples, I am now sending you. And this is the mission. You need to tell everybody what I have told you and teach them to live just the way that I taught you to live. And they need to then go and do the same. And the promises I've made to you, I make for them as well. So just as Jesus promised to be with the disciples, we can know that Jesus now promises to be with us the church today. And so we get this bigger picture now of the mission of the church to reach the whole world with this news that Jesus is alive, his teachings are true and life-giving, that Jesus himself is still with his people, that Christianity is not only about something that happened in the past. It's about Jesus who was in the past and is in the present and will be in our future. And he is coming again. Christianity can never be irrelevant or dated because God is the God of the past, the present, and the God who is directing the future. And so this teaching, which is the central teaching of the church. Paul actually says in his letter to the Corinthian church in the New Testament, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that if there is no resurrection, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then the whole Christian faith is actually a waste of time. And we're to be pitied among all people. But if it's true, then it's the most important fact of all history. So how can we know that it actually happened? How can we put our faith in this amazing and awe-inspiring event? Is there any evidence to support it? Well, obviously, the clearest reason that we believe in the resurrection of Jesus is because it's what the Bible clearly tells us happened on that day. And there is no piece of ancient literature that is as historically robust as the Bible. And the resurrection is the very central message of the Bible. And it's been the foundational teaching 
of the church since the church's beginning. And now, if you would like to know more about that, if you'd like to know more about why we can trust in the historical accuracy and trustworthiness of the Bible, if you'd like to know more about why we can believe in the resurrection of Jesus, the sort of circumstantial evidence, not just the evidence that's in the Bible, um, evidence about the empty tomb, the testimony of the women, the hundreds of people that have seen Jesus alive, uh, hundreds even at one time that saw him alive over the course of a month as he met with his disciples, the testimony of over 2.3 billion people today he would be able to testify that they believe that Jesus is alive. Then I've included a link in the description below to a fantastic Alpha video uh, that deals with just those topics. Uh, we're so thankful to the Alpha team for the way that they've produced that. You can click on that link and find out more about the evidence for that. You will discover that as we look at the evidence, it will always be a faith decision to place our hope and trust in Jesus and to believe in his resurrection from the dead. Just as it was a faith decision to believe in his miracles for the people who were around him at that time. But it's not a decision without evidence. It is a credible belief. What then is the significance of the resurrection? Why do we make such a big deal about it? What is the significance for us? Well, there are so many things that I could say. But let me say four things about why I believe this is so significant for us. The first is this. It proves Jesus' claim about who he was. Jesus made a massive claim. He claimed to be God and claimed that death would not hold him. He did many things in his life that were miraculous and amazing. Miracles of healing, signs and wonders. But this was something that no one had ever heard of doing before, to be able to conquer death completely and forever. And in Jesus' resurrection, he does what no one has ever done to conquer permanently death and defeat it forever. And so the resurrection of Jesus is an incredible proof to his claim to be God. The second thing that the resurrection means for us, it means that we can trust all the other teachings of Jesus as well. If what he said about the resurrection was true, and if it's true that he is God, then surely we need to take his teaching incredibly seriously and with a great degree of authority. Jesus spoke about a day of judgment because of our sin and disobedience towards God. He also spoke about forgiveness that's possible through trusting in him. He spoke about the reality of hell and the hope of heaven, that we have a hope that is bigger and greater than anything this temporal world could either offer us or throw at us. And I know it feels 
and has been a time where this world has thrown a lot at us. A third thing that we see, the resurrection shows us that we have purpose and something to live for. The resurrection means that you and I, we have a message, we have a purpose, we have a calling, we have a cause that is eternally important, infinitely significant. It has the power to save people's lives forever. You and I and us together, we get to be part of continuing God's mission of hope and life in this world. What more worthy cause could there be to live for? And then lastly, and perhaps this is most precious for each of us personally, the resurrection means that Jesus is still here to meet with us. That Jesus is with us to the very end of the age. Christianity is not about something you know or things you know about. It's not even about someone you know about. It's about somebody you know and have a relationship with. And that really is our hope for each of you today, that you would know him and the power of his resurrection, the joy of his presence in the midst of trial and suffering. The wonder of walking in relationship with God, your creator. To be connected to him. To feel his love and know his grace and receive his forgiveness. If you would like that, if you think perhaps you're ready for that, Maybe this has been a season where you've not been walking as closely with God as you know you could be. Maybe you've never come to the point of saying, Jesus, I choose to trust you. I choose to make this faith decision and believe in your resurrection and believe in your forgiveness for me. Then I'd like to lead you in a short prayer. It's a beginning prayer. It's the kind of prayer that can start a journey of faith in God. And so I'd like to lead you in this prayer if you perhaps feel ready to pray it. And the words are on the screen so you can see what I'm going to lead you in. This is the prayer. Maybe you want to echo it in your heart if you've not prayed a prayer like this before. Father God, I want to know you. I know that I have sinned, and I believe that you can forgive me. Father, forgive me and help me. I choose to trust in Jesus. Help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, which means may it be so. And so I want to say to anyone that has perhaps prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe those of you who are listening, that I pray for you now, that God would fill you with his Holy Spirit, that you would be energized in his love, 
that he would direct your hearts into the love of God, that you would know his grace and power and forgiveness and know purpose in this life and for eternity. As you meet with your creator, the one who has formed in you the very purpose for your being here and to be connected with him. And so, Lord, I pray for every person and household and home that has listened to this stream today. May your grace and blessing rest upon them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we do hope that this has been a blessing and an encouragement for you. If you haven't had a chance yet to subscribe to our channel, uh, then I'd love to invite you to do that. Um, in a moment, once we've edited the video, you'll be able to click up here, I think, and subscribe to that. Um, we'd love for you to do that. That way you can keep up with our latest videos uh, and streams as we do them. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, and connect with us on our website if you'd like to do that. It's been lovely to be with you. Um, if anyone would like to support us, we know that the Chilton family like to do that. There are links to be able to support us in the description below. But I trust that you are able to have a meaningful day. We pray especially for those of you who are not able to be with other people and other family members at this time. We pray that you would know a special grace of God over your life to know you are not alone. You are not alone. God is able to be with you. And so God bless you through the rest of this day. It's been great. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the church and how to connect with us in person or online, wherever you are, please visit our website at www.chiltonchurch.org.uk.